Good afternoon. I'd like to begin by thanking our Director of College Scouting, Chris Pettit, his staff, uh, Chris Mara, Kevin Abrams, Mark Cons, Pat Shermer, and the coaches for all their diligence in putting together this year's draft board. I really can't thank them enough, and thank you. Um, with the college draft a week away, we're coming to the second part of what I call the roster building season. Uh, football's the ultimate team game, and while it may be difficult for some to understand, building a roster is not just about collecting talent. Excuse me. Um, it, it's not just about how fast, stronger, talented a player is, but does he fit athletically, intellectually, and culturally what you're trying to accomplish, which is to win a Super Bowl. Uh, recently, there was an article in USA Today written by Dan Wolken, I think is how you pronounce it, W-O-L-K-E-N. Uh, I'd recommend that everybody read it. And what he did was he was discussing two of the college, college's premier men's basketball programs, excuse me, Duke and Kentucky, and the article was written after they had been eliminated from this year's NCAA tournament. And really and truly, uh, the final paragraph really put what I believe into a nutshell. And I quote, as long as Krzyzewski and Calipari are coaching, they're going to get their, best, their share of the best recruits every single year because of the pathway they've established to the NBA. But both programs have now, have dis, not now, have discovered in the tournament that elite recruiting and good roster, con, roster construction don't mean the same thing. As Lou Lamorello most recently said, players win games and teams win championships. Okay? The only major transaction I haven't talked to you guys about since the uh, press conference was, was uh, about Sterling. Uh, Shepard and getting him extended. You know, obviously we feel Sterling's a very important part of, of who we want to be moving forward. And uh, he earned this contract, and, and we're thrilled to have, have had the ability to get him extended. And finally, guys, this is a folks, I shouldn't say guys, I apologize. This is a pre-draft presser. So let's, let's talk about the draft, okay? Pre-draft draft presser, let's talk about the draft and uh, let the games begin. You've said this is a really strong draft. Uh, what is it about the draft in particular that makes you think that and believe that? Well, it's, it's it, frankly, you know, we, we've pretty much set the board, Jordan. You know, we're tweaking it a little bit here, a little bit there. The scouts went home. I sent them home for the holiday, and uh, it gives me a chance to, you know, do some work on my own, do some additional work. So the board's really basically set. And I'm, I'm looking at a board, and we have more players rated at f as first, second, or third, and first, second, third, and fourth round values than, we, than I've had in, in any draft I've ever. And this is my eighth draft as a GM. No, seventh. Yeah, I can count. Seventh. Okay, so in terms of the, the volume of players on the board, this is the thickest. Is selecting a quarterback a priority for, for you during this draft? I think that the priority is to select the best players, you know, really, and I know that sounds silly, but, you know, last, last year, again, we couldn't pass up on Saquon. He was the best player in the draft. You can't do that. You, you listen, you know, 
we've had we've had this conversation before. You know, Eli's closer to 40 than he is to 25. I think we can all do the math. You know, 40 take away 38. We can do that. Um, but at the end of the day, we're going to take the best players. Dave, last year Saquon had a pass. No, anybody at number two had a pass that gold jacket test you always talk about. Right. At number six, do you need a gold jacket guy, or is that too far down, too far from two? For me, you're kind of riding on the edge, you know, very frankly, kind of riding on, on the edge. I, I think that, you know, hey, listen, there are gold jacket guys that never got drafted, you know, so that stuff happens. But, you know, it's, it's still... It's still about the best. The guy you. It's still about value. It's who's going to give you the most value at that spot. And you, if again you start reaching for need and you have these, you do that, you get into trouble. You you can never have too many good players at one position. Dave, is it important to look at? Is it important to look at every uh, selection you guys have? You have 12 picks. So you look at it in terms of. I have a chance to get 12 starters on my roster, or do you take the approach of first-round talent, seventh-round talent? Listen, if we got 12 starters out of this this draft, I, man, I'd have a hell of a time on Cape Cod. But, but, you know, all kidding aside, you know, I've told you before, that the, the, what you're looking to do, I, I, you know, having 12 picks is crazy. You know, it's a lot of picks. So I've, one of the things I've talked about is, you don't want to draft a player that you're going to cut. You know, every guy you draft, theoretically, there's a reason you're drafting him. There's a reason he should make your club. First, second, third round draft picks, at the very least, you're looking for a big rotational player. Okay, so, you know, everybody talks about, you know, the way the league is going now, 65, 70% of the time, you got your defensive sub package on. So you can easily make the argument that your nickel, Connor, is a starter. You can make that. You can make that argument. Your third wide is a starter. You can make that argument. So that's what you're looking for: first, second, third round guys that can walk on the field and help you win now. Anything after that's a huge bonus. If you, if you know, hey, listen, when I earlier David Deal was a fifth round uh, draft pick, you know, and a, and a ten or eleven year starter, you know, it, you know, so you, you know, that's what you're looking for. Uh, you mentioned that you have a lot of value in rounds one through four. Does that make it give you a little bit more flexibility if you want to move around the draft board? Absolutely, Patty. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, there. I mean, obviously, every position is different. There are some positions that are thick throughout, you know, for, from the first round all the way down. There are some positions where there's bupkis early, and then all of a sudden it gets real thick. And then there are some positions where it's thick. Nothing thick. It just it varies. So obviously, when you when you when your turn's coming up, you're going to take a look, especially if you have a number of guys that you can talk about on the, that that are of equal value at different positions. You know, so it it, 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 it does make a difference, Patty. You said in the past that for a franchise quarterback, you, you can't force it. It's got to be a guy that you love because it's such an important position. Right. Does that also apply? to the second first round pick? Because there could be a guy that you like, but the value is there, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. yeah. Could, I mean, could you see yourself not being in love with a guy, but using that second pick? Uh, with, with, with as heavy as this draft is, to answer that question, I'd be shocked if there'd be somebody, 
if, if we're at 17, I'd be very surprised if there was someone there I didn't like. Yes, I'm saying I'd be surprised if there was someone there that I did not like. I'd be shocked. But, but could it be a guy that you are, I mean, that you are in love with? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Quarterback in that specifically at that Who time? knows, Paul? No, but when you said at 17, you'd be shocked if there's someone there you didn't. A player. You know, an NFL player. Right. But oh, I'm not a quarterback. No, I'm not. I didn't it say could be a quarterback, but could be. a player. Yeah. Could be a corner, could be a wide receiver, you know, it could be a sports writer. You know, you, know, you never know. I was good at, what did you mean? A quarterback is so important and you don't want to force it. <coughs> but if he's sitting there, sitting there at 17, the value might be just too good. You know, what, the, the, the value might be too good for what? Love a quarterback that you don't love, but you've got him rated. Listen, if we get a quarterback rated in the first round, we're, we're gonna we love him. You know, if that answers your question, did I finally get there? Yeah, Dave. sort of. Okay, right. <laughs> Dave, Dave, is there a lot of what ifs? What what I mean by that? You have your board set. You got it. You know your talent that you like. Is there a guessing game, and is that dangerous to say? Well, what if? We expect this team to pick this guy, but they don't. You know, it, 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 it's so crazy now that you, you just, you know, you read all the information. You got 85 mock drafts, and, you know, you got guys, you know, there's, there's, there's probably 20, to 20 guys that are in everybody's first round. Okay, and history tells you you can bet the ranch those guys are going to go. All right. Um, but you, you can't. Times have changed, okay? My, I'll tell you this story. My very first draft, I'm an intern with the Buffalo Bills. Norm Pollum, who just, mostly, who just passed away, calls me into his office, and he's got a legal pad, and at that time there were 26 teams, I think. That would have been 86, 87 draft. Steve, how many teams were there in 87? Come on. 28. There were 28? <laughs> 28, okay, so... He's got a legal pad with 28 teams and 28 names. And he turns it around and gives it to me. He said, Dave, take a look. And so I'm looking and, you know, whatever. And he says, uh, that's the draft. He had 26 of the 28. Okay. But that's when people kibitz with each other and the phones and, 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 and it wasn't a, a, just a whole series of smoke screens and lies and whatever. So, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can't, you can't count on teams taking, making, who they're going to take this guy and that, you know, this team's going to take that guy. You can't count on it. So you just, you just got to relax and, you know, it's just a process is, is all it is. And you just relax and see what happens and react. Dave, given the depth of this draft, is there a better chance this year, would you say, of marrying value with the position of need or is it, you know? No, it's, it, you know, there is, because it's, it's about volume. So to answer your question, yes. Dave, you said that if you had a quarterback with a first-round grade, that means that you love him. Um, I'm curious if there are traits that help a, a quarterback lead to that level of a grade, in your opinion, or the way that you build your board. Well, a lot of it's, you know, the physical. Obviously, it's the physical ability to play the game. But, you know, one of the things that, that I really believe is – 
and you know, this is not taking a shot at anybody, so don't twist my words, please. It, it's being the quarterback of 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 a of a, a a team in this kind of a market is a load, is a mental load. And you've got to really vet out the backgrounds of these guys. Okay, this is this just like. You know, being the head coach of this team is a load. Being being the quarterback's a load too, and it's more than just collecting a. It's more than just looking at a guy's physical talent. It's about his, his makeup. I mean, you know, you, hey, listen, a lot of you guys were here Eli's first year. Okay, so you know he starts the last nine games of the year, and there are a couple games early on. I mean, you guys remember the Baltimore game? What was he, four for 15, Paul? Exactly, something like that. Let me tell you something. And then, and so you t he's there, and then we're playing Dallas in the last game of the year. We're on the six-yard line going in. We have no timeouts. There's 12 seconds left in the game, and he has the Colleones to audible to a draw. And if we don't score, we lose the game. You know, you you got to have a, a mental toughness about you to 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 play the position here in New York, really to play the position anyway. So that's a that's a big piece of it, and it's and it's important. And if 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 you folks don't think it is, then you need to rethink it. Getting that's getting a, 17 and 95 were a big part of the return. I'm Del sorry? Getting 17 and 95 was a big part of the return in the Odell trade. Just any extra pressure knowing that you know those guys are going to be judged as part of that trade? No, not for me. You know, I, I, and I don't mean to make light of it, but, you know, no. I mean, it's, it's we're going to get good players with those two picks. You've got 12 picks, you've got two in the first round, and obviously you want to get every draft right. But does the 12 picks, does the fact that you've talked about all the value at the top of this draft, does that put extra importance or extra pressure on you guys getting this one right? No, there's pressure getting it right every year. Every year. Came in last year, we had five picks. That's all we had. All right, and this, so there's... There's no less pressure with 12 than, or no more pressure with 12 than there was five. But again, it's, it's, it, it doesn't make a difference what job you have. You've got pressure. You've got deadlines. And, and, and there are people that look at you, and I'm going to look at you and say, how do you do that? You know, the game ends at, you know, you got a 425 start. Game ends at 715. And you better get your crap in in about 25 minutes. And you ain't got time. And oh, by the way, the game just ended, and you got to run down and get interviews. You guys got pressure, but it's what you do. So you just kind of roll with it. Well, that's kind of what I do. So I, so I don't feel that pressure. In scouting these quarterbacks and their mental toughness, vetting their backgrounds, is it valuable to, for them to have handled adversity in the past so you can see how they've handled it? You know, and is off the field as important as on? Exactly, Pat. You know, it's interesting you say that. It's a hell of a question. You know, I was talking about it with Pat back in uh, back during the back in late in the fall. We were having a conversation about it, and you know, he said, you know, there there are, there's a lot of guys that have never had adversity, 
And you will have adversity up here. I don't care who you are. I don't care how I don't care how how great a player you are. I could I could I could sit down over any year and you give me any Pro Bowl player. And I can make you a 25-30 snap tape that he will look like you got to be kidding me. He's getting paid that kind of money. You got to be kidding me. He went to the Pro Bowl. And then of course I'll make you the other 25 snap tape where you're going to say, "Oh my god." <laughs> you know. So you know, you. Everybody has adversity, every one of them. It's who's mentally tough enough to say, "Okay, it happened once; it's not happening again." And and with a lot of these guys, it's a it's a very legitimate question. You have to really, and some you got to dig so deep to see adverse, see where they've had adversity. It's it's painful, but it, it, it's 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 part of the evaluation. Dave, do you need a defensive playmaker in this draft, or is that something that's a priority also? Well, I think that, you know, we, we listen, you guys sat there and watched it. We had, you know, we went four and four the second half of the year, and we had three games. If we make a stop, we're seven and one. You know, so, you know, obviously, you know, you can't have too many playmakers. I've, I've always been a big believer. You talk about roster construction. I've always been a big believer that if you look at the great defenses, they got a lead dog at every level, you know, they got a legitimate playmaker at every level of their defense. So yeah, we, we, we do need, you know, I, I've said it in, in, in the postseason presser and I'm, I'll say it again, Barry, we got to get some defensive players here. Dave, um, not to be flippant, but do you have a lead dog at any level on your defense right now? Ogletree, Alec, you know, we've, the, the two safeties we brought in, you know, Jabril and, and Antoine, you know, Antoine's been a lead dog. You know, uh, and, you know we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, well, you know, hey, listen, we're thrilled with BJ. We're thrilled with Delvin. You know, it's, it, you know, we got to keep adding to that mix. You know, the young kid, you know, and, and the young guys on the outside, Lorenzo made a lot of strides last year. You know, we're getting there. You know, it just, it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, you were, better, you, if you did have a quarterback that you rated, sorry. if you did have a quarterback that you rated in the first round, obviously we don't know. Is there any reason why you would wait to the second pick to take him? Isn't that a, a position that's so important that you can't afford to wait that long? Assuming you have one rated in the first round, don't you have to take that with the first pick? Depends upon who's there. Depends upon who's available. Okay. You would have said that to me last year. I would have given you the same answer, and you would have seen what happened. You, you know, you saw what happened. We took Saquon. I noticed you talked about uh, lead dogs on defense, and you mentioned safety, inside linebacker. Is it important to have that battery going from D tackle to center to quarterback to running back be where you want your lead dogs at before you build out that? I don't know that. You know, it's I. I, I don't think football is any different from any other from it from any other. Of the other three major sports, strength up the middle is critical, you know. But you know your lead dog can be, you know, can 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 be an outside linebacker. He could be, you know, your out, you know, an outside pass rusher. You know, it's it's, you know, they're. Uh, listen, what you want is talent. That's it's really what you want. It's, it's, it doesn't make a difference what position it comes from. You have a pick in every round, but it's 37 and 95. Yeah, it's a big hoozy. So is that a place where you think 
you're, it's going to be hard to watch 60 good players come off the board. So. Yes, it is. <laughs> it won't be fun. It won't be fun. You've been watching, you've been watching film on these kids coming out for a long time. What position group has impressed you the most? Um, the wides are real thick. The uh, you, you, your um, wides, the offensive tackles are thick. Um, your secondary's thick, you know, thankfully. Corners and safeties. Corners and safeties. It's, when, when I say thick, I'm talking up and down the draft, up and down the board, rounds one through seven. There's a lot of guys. So those positions. One second. Tom. I'm, wait a minute, Tom. Say it again. You talked earlier about what ifs and sort of figuring out, you know, not wasting your time worrying about what other teams are going to be doing. And it seems like this is a pretty unique situation where if the team with the number one overall pick goes in one direction, all of a sudden a first-round pick that you may have liked from last year could be available. How does that complicate things? How does that change the dynamic of what you're going to be doing a week from today? We're going to sit there and see what's cooking at six, and then we'll go, we'll go from there. And we'll go from there. Have you know? Any conversations with the Cardinals? I'm not going there. Dave, um, you know for a fact that at number six, let's say, right, you're going to pick a guy that either is going to be graded one, two, three, four, five, six, or let's say seven or eight, and that's it. You know what I mean? Because there's only five guys that can go ahead. Right. Yeah, you've done the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I knew you were more just another pretty face, Paul. Uh, uh, well, it depends on how many fingers I have. That's as yeah. far as I go. But you know what I'm saying as far as, you know, the guy you pick is going to be either rated higher or right about there, but not really much lower at all, right? Because no. you don't have to. No. And, and you're not going to force that for any position at all? No, you can't. You're up at six. So if you don't have a quarterback in the top six, you're just not taking him. I mean, you're willing to say that right now? I'm just telling you, I'm not going to force a pick. You can't. Draft for need. You'll get screwed every time. You make, you'll make a mistake. And, and if quarterback, you don't, if quarterback's not a little special category where you put an asterisk and say, well, sometimes. No, no. no it's not, Paul. Not a little special category. Dave, when you look at this draft um, and the defensive players in particular who are so highly respected at the top of it, is there a chance you get to six and all of those real stud D player, the defensive players are gone? Is there a chance they're all gone? Yeah. No. no. Sometimes I'd say the, the elite, you know, players, just a three, four, six, eight, you know, the real, is, do you see a, a spot this year where there's a drop off? Is it? No, you know, you know, Jordan, it's, it's, it's a really good draft. It's 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 not a uh, you know listen you know I f I fully expect uh, it, it, if nothing happens if we don't move you don't move I, I, sitting at 17 we're gonna get a good really good player you know it's not I'm not gonna panic and oh god you know I, I it's 
He's going to be a good player there, guys. I don't want to sound arrogant. You had said last year that you knew, in hindsight, you knew Saquon was your guy. You were waiting for him. Well, get, if not the organization, you personally. Do you have your guy right now when you're sitting there hoping that he's at six and that's when you're going to you'll run that hard up? we got to finish doing the board. I told you we got to still, we're still screwing around a little bit. What's that? I'm not talking the evaluation I, of what I you have taken. Open I have an open mind at. Oh, I sure did. I sure did. Any gold jacket guys in this draft? Oh, yeah. There's a couple. Can you put a number on it? I don't want to put a number on it. But there's some guys. I mean, this is this is a draft that's been well um, ballyhooed. How's that for a word, guys? Well ballyhooed about the depth and, 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 the, and the volume of players, and it's legit. What do you think of the quarterback class this year? It's good. It's a good quarterback class. Yeah. Pick. What's that? Pick. Uh, yeah, kind of. Like my head. Better than last year? What's that? Better than last year? I'm not going there. Come on, now. Put it this way. Ernie Corsi always says you draft quarterbacks to win Super Bowls. Right. Any quarterbacks in this class who you think are Super Bowl caliber guys that you can win titles with? There's, there's a couple. There's some really good quarterbacks in this draft. Yes. And how would you, knowing that Eli's closer to forty than he is twenty-five, how would you characterize the level of urgency to land a franchise quarterback now? Steve, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. If you if 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 you put a lot of pressure on it, you're going to make a mistake. So if you're asking me how urgent do I feel that we need to do this, I'm not going to put a level on that, Steve. I'm not. I'm going to listen. I, you know, doing this, you let the draft come to you. And that's that's what you do. You know, and 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 I feel, I'm so you know, I I feel. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, we went into last season believing that Eli still had plenty left, and he proved he did. So, I, you know, just see how it goes. See how the draft, how the draft. Like the Kansas City model. What's that? Well, you know, and, and you know, I, I said the Kansas City model. People have been doing it for years. It's just the most recent one. How, how about the Green Bay model? <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers falling to him while I had Brett Favre. You know, that, you know, it, it, he sat for two and a half years, I think, or three years. You know, it, it, that's, that's what you'd like to do. Listen, Eli is a pro's pro, and you guys know that, okay? He is a pro's pro. And to get a quarterback in here and to allow him to learn behind, learn f at the feet, it would be, it'd be a sweet deal. Kyle's working on that right now. And don't forget about Kyle now. He's working on that right now. So, I mean, you know, yes, you'd, you'd like, to, you, you'd prefer that to be the situation. You'd hate to throw a guy in, take a young kid and just throw him, throw him in. It's not easy. As you continue to construct this team, do you feel that you can win now and still win in the future? Do you feel you're, you have the ability this year to, to start well, that? You know, Barry, again, I, I just, you know, we won two more games than we did than the team did the year before. And you had 
all those games which, you know, that we lost by a point, two points. I mean, we, you know, we lost eight games by a touchdown or less. You know, so the NFL is tight, tight, tight. And a few more plays get you over the top, and now you're winning more, more games, right? So, yes. You guys have hit on a lot of the small college guys. What do you have to see on film that kind of stands out to you? Because that's probably the tougher thing to do is find that guy and judge whether or not he can play up to this level. Well, the biggest thing you have to do is, you know, so a million years ago I'm scouting and I'm at Cutstown State and I'm looking at John Mobley. And, you know, word, you know, the, this is like in October, I finally get there and all the scouts there are, hey, have you been a Cutstown? Have you been a Cutstown? It started in August and I finally said, is this guy Superman? Or, you know, what do we got here? So I went to, you know, I went and I watched John play and, and the bottom line is, so I'm at Cutstown, so the closest Division One school is Penn State. So you have to ask yourself the question, I say, I tell the scouts this all the time, remind them, if I'm watching John Mobley, can I picture him starting at Penn State? That, that's the litmus test. And, you know, so when, I, when scouts talk about, you know, a Division II, a 1AA, 2, 3, that's, that's the litmus test. Will he start at, you know, the a big Division I program? And they all go to Division I programs, so they should be able to answer that question. Dave, when you said earlier about the urgency part of it, that you know, let the draft come to you, I would imagine that means not necessarily not be aggressive when you need to be aggressive in the draft, right? It's not like you're not going to sit in a spot because you don't feel urgency, but if you see something, as you told us last year, you know, look at my history. I've traded up a number of times down to Carolina. You know, last year we just, you know, Kind of had to sit. We only had I only had the five picks, and I and I was not going to trade. I was not going to take picks from this year's draft to move up in last year's draft. So, to, you know, I, I'm going to we're going to do what we need to. You know, so so are you asking me? Am I going to move around the board? No, it's very I, possible. I, you were going to, but in terms of the answer to the urgency, you said we're going to let things come to come to us. I just wanted to get clarification the idea that you weren't saying you were just going to sit there with all your picks and wait for guys to fall. No, you there, may be aggressive if the situation If the situation or if the situation calls for it, there's a guy there that you know we we feel can really help us and it's a few picks in front and we're not com you know we've we're not comfortable with the teams in front that he'll follow us if we feel if we have you know if we feel the need we'll make the move. I'm not afraid to do that. Because remember, we got 12. It's crazy, though. Crazy it's a lot of a lot. picks. And never said, had this. And you said the first four rounds are kind of loaded, right? More than you've ever seen. So would you, would your preference be to move some of those? Because you have a lot of picks at the back. Move some of those and get more picks in those first four? You, you, you may. Jordan, it's possible. Anything's possible. Including taking from next year's draft this year? Last year to this year, will you do it this year to next year? Maybe. <laughs> Dave, when you mentioned wides before, did you mean wide receiver as far as the position? Yeah, when I say what wides. Right. Dave, if I can just ask one more, how does the dynamic change when you have two first round picks? I don't even know. Have you ever had that? No. It's fun. <laughs> I'm excited about it. No, it's really weird. Um, 
because it means that after you take that first pick, you, you can't get dinner. Uh, no, it's 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 you know it's it's I'm excited about it. You know, because especially now, you know, you turn around and you that means you got two guys. You're going to draft two guys that you'll have for five years, which is really you know I mean really a big help in this day and age with the cap. So I'm just uh, I'm excited about it, and you know there's so many possibilities that it, it gives you so many options that uh, you know I'm looking forward to Thursday, a week from today.